Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes football beat writer here at the Herald. But this week, we are also joined by Michelle Kaufman, our Hurricanes basketball beat writer here at the Herald. A uh, lot to talk about uh, this time of year. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of basketball to get to. The women are playing today in the ACC tournament, so we won't touch on that, really, because it could be out of date, I guess, depending on what happens in that game. Uh, men, obviously, going for ACC title this weekend against Pittsburgh um incredible season we will definitely i'm not sure if we'll get into them a ton specifically this week we'll definitely come back bring you back in a couple of weeks as we get a little closer to the tournament but michelle you're on this week mostly we want to talk to you about um the ncaa investigation in miami the athletic department going on probation um over uh the ncaa's findings slash decision on uh miami's recruitment of the Cavender twins and John Ruiz's involvement. Uh, Michelle, you obviously were covering that story uh, at the end of last week. Uh, so why don't you really quickly just kind of like give us a, the primer, the details, and then we'll talk about what this means for the athletic department uh, yeah. as a whole and kind of specifically the basketball programs. Yeah. It really only affects the women's basketball program. Um, the, you know, this is a, it's really a minor, it's a level two, penalty it's a level two transgression um you know it, it took four months for them to they dug around for four months and this is the big <laughs> the big thing that they unearthed was that katie meyer had that what happened was uh real quickly is that john ruiz was trying to get a hold of the cavender twins you know the cavender twins have four million tiktok followers they're obviously social media phenoms he was trying to get a hold of them when he heard that they were being recruited here and, uh, you know, they were not answering his calls or they weren't able to make the meeting set up. So he he met Katie. It just so happens there was an event on campus for donors and coaches and like, you know, school administrators. They had a, a like a function, a social function. And Katie Meyer met John Ruiz for the first time at that event in April. And he mentioned to her, you know, that he was trying to get a hold of the twins and that he had called the agent or whatever. And so anyway, the twins are very, very selective about who they speak to. And they have an agent, they have an attorney, their parents are involved. And, uh, you know, they were maybe a little bit reluctant uh, to talk to somebody or talk to him. So Katie told one of her assistants to let them know, sent a text saying, you know, let them know that he is a legit booster and it's okay for them to talk to him. And then she told him, uh, you know, I passed along the message and, you know, they're going to get hold of you through their agent. And that's it. And they were that's already, all it is. Michelle, Michelle, they, they had were, already, they exactly. had already decided they were coming here. They, they had already, here. they were already going to transfer here. Um, and so, you know, they were, they had already made that decision. 
Also, they are millionaires. They literally are millionaires. So, you know, the fact that the NCAA decided to, you know, to to drop sanctions because Katie Meyer helped facilitate a meeting between two millionaires and a booster. You know, it's kind of silly, my opinion, really silly. But anyway, what it comes down to, it was a level two, which means one year of probation, a $5,000 fine plus 1% of the women's basketball budget, uh, you know, 7% reduction of official visits, you know, this coming year, uh, nine recruiting in person days off for this coming year. Um, You know, so, and and then the three-game suspension, which was 10% of the season, which she already served at the beginning of the season. Michelle, when you're done, I have to make a comment, though. You know, for NCAA, uh, because I was involved a little bit in this story, too, and I know John Ruiz. And for the NCAA to, um, you know, they're saying four-month investigation, fine, okay? Except, or maybe it was with the UM or something, but, but. They came in June. Yeah, last I was going to say, we know they, they've okay. been poking around I wrote, almost yeah, a year I mean, ago. Yeah. I wrote a story in June 2022, obviously, that they that the NCAA, more than one person, was on campus interviewing John Ruiz, um, and he volunteered to be interviewed. I mean, he they, you know he didn't have to say yes. He's not, you know, whatever. And and so not he talked, and they, yeah, yeah exactly. So, and and then the other thing, so they've been chipping away at this. The other thing that's interesting, Michelle, that you told me that we really didn't weren't able to, we didn't really explain it in the story, is that the NCAA, I think, um, you know, UM put out a statement that UM, the UM athletic department, was on probation. I think right for something like that or was yeah but that's only because it was a negotiated settlement. Yeah, it's only because the wording that's semantics. It was a negotiated. It's not that the NCAA was dropping this sanction. It was officially a negotiated agreement between UM and the NCAA. And so UM as the entity that was negotiating this agreement, UM as an entity is on probation for one year. But it's really the women's basketball Mm -hmm. team that's on probation. Right. But the one thing and that's good, because I don't think a lot of people know that really that maybe that's the weeds. But the other thing is. I think UM, the negotiation part, I think, I think, excuse me, the NCAA really wanted UM to disassociate with John Ruiz, okay, as a booster or whatever. Yeah, of course, he gives a ton of money to, the, to different programs in athletics as yeah. a whole. Also, hilarious but, that he wanted to not I, be classified as a booster. I don't understand how yeah, that. Well, no, David, yeah. no, David, oh, wait, wait, David. He said, he 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 told me, and that's in, in the story, actually. He said, as far as all of athletics and him giving zillions of dollars, a lot of money, um, yes, he's a booster. He yeah. knows. But yep. as far as this. Um, right in this instance yeah yeah that night or he's saying i'm not saying it, he's saying he wasn't and he you know and that he wasn't trying to you know entice them to come because they had already decided to come right but i think the ncaa would have liked uh um to disassociate itself or to say something with john ruiz in the whatever uh, agreement they had and um's not dumb enough to do that. I mean, John Ruiz has been very beneficial for the program in a lot of ways. Now, in a lot of ways, okay. Now, in the end, uh, you know, I can't look at the future. So, uh, mm-hmm. well, he drew attention. To be honest, 
Yeah, if I mean that's what this tweeted out. If right, that's what this whole thing comes down picture, to. They would have never even known about it. This wouldn't even we would not even be discussing this. The reason right. that the red flag was raised is that he posted a picture on Twitter and is boasting day, you know, every day about the dollar figures that he's paying these players. And, you know, that picture with the Cavender twins at his house before they had officially signed with UM, that is what raised the flag. Had he not posted that picture, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Right. But you're not saying, I know, Michelle, that you're not seriously, that you're not saying it's okay if you do something, wink, wink, that's not kosher. No, I'm just saying Uh, it's okay if you don't post it. I'm saying it's the world of NIL right now. Right, that's the that's what this that's what this larger story is. The larger story is that athletes, these athletes, are not amateurs anymore. The rules need to change, and that's the column that I wrote. Yeah, you can't keep, you cannot keep policing college athletes when they are literally signing million dollar contracts, million dollar contracts. You you could go to any any major program around the country and. And Miami's included in this. Everyone is technically breaking the rules that yes. exist, but the rules are so vague and so they're unenforceable. They and, they're, and they're not. And they're different just, with each state. Yeah. And they're I different mean, with each state, and they're the unenforceable because because there's no no one signed. There's no uniform paperwork anyone signs with NIL. There can be handshake agreements. There can be verbal agreements. Um, so those are the rules that are like the rules of like the pay for play, which is the original thing that was. Um, like they wanted to not, that was the one thing they wanted not to happen was they didn't want pay for play. They didn't want guys to come specifically because they had this offer of. Right. But the truth dollars. is uh, even that's happening that, everywhere. That's happening in Miami. That, that's, that's happening silly. everywhere. I mean, athletes know which schools are giving money. Right, and when exactly. they're deciding which school they're going to go to. It's right. I don't, I don't know about how much money yeah. anyone's giving. No, no. I'm going to go to that school right. and then I'll find out. So that is all unenforceable. Giving basically. Uh, totally and so this is the one thing they could kind of get where they were like, all right, we, this is a very minor violation, but we can prove it basically. Yeah. And they wanted to just say, Hey, we're watching. You because know. technically the coaches are not supposed to link Be people involved up with, at all. but yeah. I know that happens at schools everywhere. Like I, I yeah. know other ACC programs, just talking to recruits and football and stuff. I know other programs do that, but they're not putting those boosters aren't putting it on social media. And making, exactly. And how do the boosters, trail, like, if, really there if there wasn't, if there wasn't, if there wasn't any communication with any of the coaches, how would the boosters know who they're recruiting? I mean, you know, this is all public information. Everybody knows everybody's talking. And again, we're talking about athletes that are making thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds, thousands, and millions of dollars. So it's silly to say that a coach cannot, you know, send a text telling a a student athlete that that booster is a legitimate booster of that program. That's yeah, all she it's like did. The, That's all Katie it's did. The dumbest, like the mo- the least important thing in the, all the rules they have is this little detail. And honestly, yes. probably the one that benefits the athletes the most, because, um, you know, if Katie Meyer is vouching for someone, like exactly. that, that means something more than just you walk out of the building and a guy's standing there with a Well, that's the thing. They were, they were reluctant. So, they were reluctant. Yeah, the right. twins were reluctant and their coach, you know, was trying to help and like, saying, this is the hey, one rule that probably should legit. not exist. <laughs> yeah. Here's either your coach is telling you, I can vouch for this guy. He's a legitimate booster and feel free to talk to him. He's not some Yahoo off the street, you know? So they don't know him. They're coming from Fresno state. They have no yeah. idea. They're being bombarded by all these people they don't know. And so if your coach says, Hey, this, this guy's okay. You can talk to him. That's all that happened. That's literally all that happened. So, yeah. so, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, it's interesting. We're talking about this on, on the same day 
or the day after the new NCAA president uh, began. And that was the first talking point of his like intro media availability was like, uh, obviously been NIL. It's the, the toughest, you know, it doesn't seem like he's coming in with like a ton of like, like uh, knows exactly what changes are going to be made, but at least he knows changes need to be made. And um, we'll see. I mean, the rules that exist today, I would like kind of be shocked if they exist in the same manner at all right. this time right. next year. Hey, like guys, it's such a this, changing landscape, obviously. When this happened, when this first was it it was in July. It was in two years ago that NIL like yeah, 2021. July first, yep. 2021. July okay. Yeah. I just have to say, remember when we were writing those stories and oh, I it was like Dear stories. King, College Hunk telling Joe. Yeah, well, and, and I know Michelle was writing that there are like there are women, you know, that are getting yeah. a lot of money, but mostly, mostly we were writing about kids getting like a thousand a month. Yeah. And stuff like that. It's it's really um progressed i guess i yes. don't know it's really changed a little so well the barn door is open the barn door is flung open now and the idea of paying the guys behind or paying athletes men or women under, under the, the table, table yeah. now it's above the table it's all right. above the table now the yeah. money's just being exchanging hands above the table with agents involved the athletes have agents for god's well, sake the, yeah. Michelle, you it's, know. it was the wild west is a cliche but that's it's there are no rules no rules that's true, but I have to say that, that there's no doubt that like a a ton of program athletic pro, college athletic programs that these some these kids how can they not be getting recruited through NIL? They are. Oh, I'm not saying that UM is doing it. I I'm I'm sure there are programs that are like Michelle would say through back doors making sure. That the big money goes to players they really well, want. The it's not even hard. Like again, because if you're just talking to a guy, like the NCAA is not checking every athlete's cell phone records to see who no. they're talking to. Like right. no. very easy to just at a, any school to like have a booster call you, not or a booster, not a booster, but right. a guy, an NIL guy call you before you're while you're getting recruited and, right. and say, hey, hey if, if you, you if come you go here, to this school, you're going to get this. That's what I'm saying. It's unenforceable. If you come here, you're, there's this businessman here who has a bank. And you're going to be representing the bank and doing. Hey, that know. businessman can call you and say, if you come here, yeah, we're going to give you two million dollars, and yep. that's technically against the rules, but it's unenforceable. Like, there's no way to prove it unless you're. And again, John Ruiz hasn't done this exactly, although he's gotten close a couple times uh, of saying the. Of, I think really he has pushed the pay for play component of this more brazenly than anyone else. Yeah. Um, or flirted with that line, I think more brazenly than anyone else, but. Um, you know, unless you're putting it out on Twitter, like these, the dollar figures are all unknown. The uh, specific deals are all unknown. Like if you do it all behind the scenes and just on your own in private, like the NCAA can't do anything about it. Like they, Yeah. And by the way, one of the Cavender twins, um, Haley, I don't know which one it was, but tweeted that Michelle, you saw tweeted. Yeah. Haley. Yeah. Haley yeah she was, did yeah. like, yeah, she posted kind of a, you know, kind of a, I don't mocking. want to say a middle finger, but mocking, yeah, mocking, mocking the NCAA. NCAA. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and, and that, that tweet got like, I don't know, did it get over a million? It got a zillion, got a lot of, uh, got a lot of. Yeah. Cause I think everybody, views. most people agree with that, that the NCAA yeah. needs to, they need to join the 21st century, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Michelle, uh, before we let you go, um, I, we'll stay away from the women's team because we don't know what's going to happen tonight. But the men uh, playing Pittsburgh this weekend, um, chance to win the ACC. How, how confident are you feeling in, in the Canes this weekend? 
Well, you know, coming off what they did against FSU, I think that was definitely, and sounds cliche, but a wake-up call. I mean, they, mm -hmm. you know, they were leading by 25 points and they squandered a 25-point lead. I don't see them doing that again. There's a lot on the line. It's at home. It's senior day. The place is sold out. It's the first official sellout of the season, I believe. Um, so the place is going to be rocking. And I think, you know, for the season finale, senior day at home with the ACC regular season title on the line. Uh, and, you know, now Pitt's going to be hungry, too, because they're coming off a loss. They, they lost mm -hmm. to Notre Dame. So both teams are going to be hungry, but Miami has done so well at home up until this last week. Um, you know, they were 15 and 0 at home. So uh, I see my, I feel pretty confident that Miami will win this game. All right, uh, Michelle, we'll have to get you back on uh, next, next week, week or the week after yeah. um, to talk and ACC slash NCAA tournament. Uh, you can follow until then you can follow Michelle on Twitter at cough sports. Uh, we will uh, and obviously check out the Miami Herald for all of her coverage of the university of Miami, her weekly columns, what that goes up every Wednesday, your column. Um, and, uh, obviously uh, soccer season is underway too. So MLS, you're, yes. you're very busy this time of year. Thanks for taking some time to talk to us. Um, and, uh, we're going to take a quick break and then Susan and I will be back to do a quick spring football preview. Okay, we are back uh, for a spring football preview. Miami kicks off its spring practice schedule uh, Saturday. Uh, it'll be, I mean, last year was obviously the most interesting spring. Like anytime there's a new head coach, that is uh, very interesting. Um, this one kind of like, I think we talked about this off off mics uh last week it's like the restart right it's like yeah 2.0 uh, do over 2 .0. it's it's very very fresh again yep. um so yep we're gonna you know we're gonna do our usual thing we're gonna do five the five questions we have five things we're, we got an eye on whatever however you want to phase it we should come up with a cashy name for this segment because we do it enough but uh how about our five, how about, how about our five biggest questions going into spring yeah, how about practice. mario crystal 2.0 the mario crystal wall <laughs> The spring 2.0, yeah. the second, you know, let's do it again. Or, okay. Or... Uh, number one I got on this list is how much difference is the offense going to look? Obviously, two new coordinators. I'm interested to see the defense. The defense, uh, it seemed like Mario was like, – like, you can only change so much on defense. The offense is the big question because they go from um, a – not a pro style, but a more traditional bunch set, a lot of bunch formations – uh, power spread was what they call it to Shannon Dawson coming from uh, the air, the Hal Mummy Air Raid coaching tree. Obviously, coach for Dana Holgerson uh, at Houston, another Air Raid guy. Um, yeah, I I'm fascinated. Just to, you know, you can only see so much in spring, as we say a lot. Obviously, until the spring game, I think you get a decent sense by the spring game, but um, only get so much from seeing guys throw on air. But just it's. I it has a chance to be such a dramatic shift. I'm, I'm going, I'm that that's gotta be the number one storyline going into training camp to me. Yeah. I, well, I, yeah, I think so. I, I think the number one story is even broader. I think it's well, a, yeah. Like it's the I, wholesale I mean, for, change, right? Yes. But, for me, it's like second year wholesale change again. Yeah. And, well, kind of all five of these things we're going to talk about all fit into that one larger story. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the, that's what I'm mostly. Yeah. 
that's what I'm mostly looking It's just like last year. What's the atmosphere going to be like? What? Yes, right. there's going to be the offenses. I'm excited actually about a new offense. Definitely. Um, and you know that there's going to be a lot of enthusiasm and, you know, screaming happily and mm-hmm. you know, being gung ho, rah, rah, rah. And, you know, with the coaches, they're going to be loud again. I swear it is going to be like a do over from last yeah. year um, in the beginning. But, you know, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. They're not going to show us anything. First no. of all, first of all, in the beginning, I think it's the first three days you're not allowed to. Yeah, no pads. No pads. I mean, you, you they gradually add the pads, but there's yeah. no contact uh, for sure. And uh, it's just shorts and I think like jerseys with no pads at all yeah. the first time. I think there's like, I don't know, even they don't even have shells. Um, but, you know, David, the, the thing is, there's not a lot of, you know, the wide receivers are kind of like the same. A lot of them. I know yeah. there's a couple new ones. I know we're going to talk about that, but you know, to me, it's like, or you know, is when's the wide receiver? Wait, this is like a broken record. Uh, sorry, when's the wide when's receiver, receiver going to step up? Yeah, yeah. Like, when are they? When is when is are we going to see some like like a really special, incredible? I was hoping Colby Young. I'm. I know we're going to. I'm hoping he could. Yeah. Be, but um yeah it's exciting for sure to see uh Dawson I'm really psyched that there's a new sorry Josh but a new yeah well and, and the reason I you know like I don't even have defense like how different is the defense gonna look I don't even have that as one of our five questions because mm-hmm. I there's only so much you can see in the spring but the reason this one right. specifically is so interesting to me is because an air raid and that's he doesn't run strictly air raid but an air raid is such a different, such a unique, you know, it's like, it's like switching from something to a triple option. It's, it's its own, um, I'm not quite that extreme, obviously, but like, it's, it's, it's such a unique um, type of offense that, that doesn't look a lot like anything else. So I, I think we could see, you know, we might get a sense actually of, of how different this offense is going to look. Cause it, it's just because it's such an extreme shift from one. No, not all the way at one pole to the other pole, but we're we're you're definitely going from one end of the spectrum of like what an offensive philosophy can be to to pretty far on the other end. Yeah, um, and I think I think we can kind of go right into whatever your second. Yeah, question. my number two is is uh yeah, how much how much we're going to see Tyler Van Dyke. Um, yeah. we talked we've talked a lot about like as, as last season came to an end and and obviously as some of the coaching changes started to happen is like Tyler obviously missed a lot of time last year. Um, yes, he did that shoulder. Um, I think for a while you, you were of the, the thought that are they, is he even going to play in the spring? I think when you make some coaching changes, you, you, you have to throw out a little bit more of that caution that an established quarterback that you would usually take with an established quarterback where, like Tyler Van Dyke, where there's not a competition and you know, he's going to be the guy. So I'm, I'm just interested. Is he going to be a full participant? Um, obviously quarterbacks never get hit. So right. And that's be a full participant and not a hundred, a hundred percent in a way that like a running back would have to be to be a full participant. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, it's a shoulder injury, right. That, that can linger. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what we're going to see from Tyler Van Dyke. I'm interested in seeing that. I, I, he'll be there. Yeah. I would Uh, guess, I mean, assuming an injury, he'll play in the spring game, like. I would, think, I would like, think, but he, he did not have surgery. I know that. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, but he had bad, it was, yeah. not good. and he kept her, it was multiple injuries. There were ligaments right? involved. Whether it was the same well, injury were. both times, 
it was the shoulder both times and yeah. there's yeah i i i, I they're uh they're going to be really careful about him. He'll go, he'll throw. Um, and I think, you know, God for, you know, God help, I should say, any player who mistakenly bumps into him. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I really mean, so that's what they have to be careful about. They really have to be careful, I think, in my opinion. I know it's football and all that, but they really have to protect him this spring. And maybe yeah. I'm thinking maybe he'll be a little limited. I, I mean, I, yeah, it's we, like we said, we quarterback is different, right? Because, like, you can be limited. Like, what does limited even mean for a quarterback, right? Like, right, they're going to have them. Th- we know how it is, David. They start out, they all throw however they're a little. Although, it'll be interesting to see the drills they do, by the way. that mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting, too. I mean, it might be a little different, right? With yeah. Dawson. Or, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll get a day off here and there, right? I mean, they, they're able to spread out the practices pretty nicely. What, they're going usually a Saturday, Wednesday, Tuesday. They they're doing like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Tuesday, Saturday. Thursday, Saturday. So they never have back to back practice days. But you know, maybe every once in a while he'll get a a Thursday off or something. But they'll like, have the same. They'll have certain drills, just like Josh Gaddis did. Certain yeah, yeah. With the receivers, and by the way, we have a new receivers coach, um, Kevin Beard. But yeah, I, I guess we didn't sure. even talk about. There's there's a lot to talk about this week. So no, I mean there's like too much news, but yeah. Kevin Beard is now the receivers coach. So former Kane at uh, Roll. Well, He's been a cane all along, really. Yeah. Um, the guy loves this program. Anyway, uh, national championship team receiver, mm-hmm. nicest guy in the world. I mean, nicest guy, uh, just a good person. Um, and uh, God, I, I I hated when they fired him last time. Mark Richt, I did all my research. Mm-hmm. I wrote the story. Mark Richt uh, took uh, Dugan. Ron, Ron Dugan's. Dugan's. Yep. Yeah. Instead, and that's okay. He didn't. I'm. Yeah. Ron Dugan's still. You know, he's still coaching at Florida State. Like he's, right. he's obviously eminently qualified. Exactly. Whatever. And Ron Dugan's was a great guy too. Uh, just um, I'm ha- so happy he's back because I know Kevin really didn't want to leave. Yeah. I know, I know he wanted to. He wanted to be here. This is his place. His family yeah. here. So, well, all I'm saying is in the within the office. And by the way, we have a new running backs coach. Yeah. Well, it's actually that gives uh, us that, that'll move us to number three. Uh, okay, I'm excited to see who the coaches are. They technically haven't announced I'm, any of these hires. We know Tim Harris Jr. Even though they haven't announced coach. it, they haven't announced. Be- yeah, we haven't announced <laughs> any of these. We know Kevin Beard is a new wide receivers coach. Uh, we actually don't know who the new defensive ends coach is. Although, by the way, David, um, we, we don't know. We don't know for sure that Kevin Pierce. It's, it's a, kind of funny. It's like that UM has not the only thing UM has made official in quotes is the offensive coordinator Dawson, the defensive coordinator Lance Gidry. Oh, oh, oh! And they also made official the inside inside linebackers coach Derek Nicholson, which of course takes me on another tangent. But let's talk about. Go ahead, the running yeah. back. Uh, obviously, Tim Harris Jr. coming in as the running backs coach. We'll get our first look at him. The- I would assume on Saturday, uh, son of uh, legendary Booker Ice. T. Washington uh, coach I, Tim Ice Harris, right? Um, another guy you know who has been in the Miami program uh, before. Right? He was was he? Kane. Yeah, he was a Kane. Okay. Was he? He was a like he a, a GA start. or something too at some point, wasn't he at Miami? I think he was in the pro. Either way, another and, Kane. And the point is, he was a, a star track. He was a star yes, runner, track star. Yep. By the way, David, and here's another to God, there's so much to t- talk about off this, but um, 
you know, Tim was very big. He was a, a an Olympic uh, Olympic trials guy in the eight hundred meters. He, Tim Harris uh, Jr. He um he he's very big on on track and field. And the old Canes, the old former Lee, mm-hmm. you know, Santana Moss, all the big stars were track yeah. and field guys. Uh, and Amy Dean loved that the tra- the pr- the director of track and field they they were very big and this program kind of stopped doing that mm-hmm. uh, so I'm wondering if they'll go back to it but go yeah. ahead go, go um, anyway so back. you talked you touched on Kevin Beard another former Kane coming back uh, defensive ends coach remains open we think there's a pretty I, decent chance it could be Jason yes, Taylor getting promoted I it, and I and and by the way uh, I think I think Jason will is going to take the job. Um, we're just being care. I mean, yeah, we don't know for minute, sure. That story could come out I, I, any minute, but and and I, I think he will. But you got to be careful if you're my my Herald and right, you know, for sure he's taking it. We'll yeah. we'll see what happens. It could happen any minute. But um, Jason, what's interesting to me is Derek Nicholson was named linebackers coach. inside, inside no, linebackers the ILB yes. the inside yep. linebackers from UM. He's one of the guys that officially were named. Yep. So, so okay. So he was named that, okay, before uh, Charlie Strong was just the linebacker. linebackers. And obviously okay. Joe Salavea is the defensive, defensive line, line coach. coach. So here's, here's the and thing. And Rod Wright was the defensive ends coach. Right, Rod Wright. Well, Salavea really worked with the tackles, basically. Right. So here, here's the thing. Uh, you know, I when, if, and, and probably when Jason is announced or takes, we write that he's taken that job. Mm-hmm. I figure I we keep saying defensive ends coach so that he would be the defensive ends slash outside linebackers. Um, yeah, they, they have they've already named an inside linebackers coach. Yeah, and, and or maybe they'll call him something like I don't know pass rush special. Yeah, exactly. Like he'll have some title where he's working with all the guys. Which you know, I'm, Rod Wright kind of had that too. Maybe those guys and um, yeah. deep. I don't know what they'll call him, but you know he's gonna got the guys rushing the quarterback. He's gonna be yeah. so. I not, not a bad guy to have coaching that. Yeah, I, I'm. But by the way, I'm very excited about that too. If he takes yeah. the job, I'm I'm really psyched about. I don't know. I don't know Lance Gidry at all, but I'm I'm and yeah, I. The love rest him. of the guys are all all pretty exciting local ties, all that kind of stuff. Too, I love so. Kevin Steele. Okay, but he's in Alabama, so yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Next one I got on here, and this kind of goes back to what you said at the beginning, like. They got a lot of changes with transfers and coaches like Mario is a big personality, but like you said, you want to see like what that energy is like. I'm curious if there will be a, a culture change might not be the right word. It's the the phrase I put down, but like, right. I'm just interested to see how much different the kind of feel is the excitement, the energy, the routines at practice, right? Like, um, you know, Mario Cristobal with a lot of the moves he made this summer, it was kind of like a tacit acknowledgement that what happened last year was not working and obviously a lot of that is scheme stuff but you know some of that could be coaching or uh like culture and personality and you know freedom for your assistant coaches all that kind of stuff too so that that'll be pretty interesting to watch it's a hard one to quantify but it's something you get a feel from being out there and watching practice which we should say we didn't watch a lot of practice during the fall (laughs) um so it's a little hard to judge, but okay. uh, we did see the spring I, obviously last year and, and we'll be able to kind of compare and contrast. Often. And there will be, they'll be all psyched up. Like I said, yeah. I, I, they're going to be all pumped up and they should be. They're excited to to get out there. The new coaches are excited to make a difference. So, yeah. 
and they've got some really exciting transfers. I mean, the offense. We I'm not talking much about the offensive line here, but getting Javion Cohen in and and uh, Matt Lee, the center from uh, right. UCF, like they they got some big time transfers at at some really important spots. Even if you mentioned wide receiver, like there's a couple of spots where you may want to like them to see get a little more aggressive, but they found some good good pieces there. Uh, last one I got. Um, it's kind of weird, but it was our fifth one here because the first chance to see some freshmen. Anyone you're really excited about? Which who's which yeah. freshmen? Are gonna First, pop out here. Is Francis here? Francis. Yes, Francis is yeah, here. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to see him for sure. Right, yep. the number one, or depending on which recruiting uh, site. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he's like competing for a starting. I mean, it's probably early, but. Yeah, I think Francis Maugoa. If I'm saying it right, uh, six five, three hundred thirty pounds. If that's true, yep. and, and and Samson Okunlola, also a. Uh, one of the top tackles in the nation really psyched to see them um i'm psyched to see ruben bain you know these guys i don't know them as well ruben yeah. bain right uh defensive end i'm excited to see him jaden wayne um i there's some um, i don't know there's yeah. there, and a couple I'm of the, and always, the always some of these guys wind up not playing because they had an uh, injury oh, in high school oh, yeah. that you know they wait till they get to college to get surgery on it because uh um the, yes the pay for it uh like i think Jaden wayne um i know he was hurt i'm not sure if he's gonna be uh, that's a good point david uh, you know we're gonna get hopefully that would be helpful get a piece of paper yeah. listing like 25 people that can't play or whatever and our barry jackson reported already let's see uh that uh James Williams is out because I think he had shoulder surgery, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so there, there's going to be a lot of people that are limited or we see out there, they don't really do anything. Yeah. A lot of times it's the offensive linemen. I, I you know, um, how about Zion Nelson? Yeah. I mean, we haven't I, seen him. He's like, new, but yeah. He's not new, but I, I, he feels new. Yeah. We haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see him. I'm excited. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out one other name. Obviously, like you mentioned, the linemen are exciting. Uh, I think Nathaniel Joseph, who's the top ranked receiver uh-huh. coming in, like we, you talked about receiver. That's just going to be an important one to watch. But the one I'm excited to see is Collins. Is Pong, another guy who I know was hurt last year. So we'll right. see, but six, seven, two fifty-four um, defensive linemen. Like I'm just excited to see what that looks like in person. Yeah. Like, it's uh it's greg russo-esque and uh a guy like that you you saw him once on a college practice field and you're like oh that guy belongs here you know sometimes it takes freshmen some time to look like they belong uh he seems like a guy who might look like he belongs even if he's not practicing even if he's just hanging out um and watching practice um i'm just excited to see him in person yeah me too yeah i'm kind of psyched for for practice i love spring football you usually get to see a little bit more we'll see um always more laid back right uh people hanging around alumni hanging around local coaches high school coaches and stuff hanging around it's always fun and and there'll be a junior day this weekend too so it'll be a busy weekend in coral gables um but we will finish things up there we'll be back next week to recap the first uh week basically yeah the first week of spring practice i guess um it will be back in the uh susan miller degnan uh roaming herald office uh next week uh oh that'll be fun yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then we have, like, we're gonna we're gonna get disconnected everybody yeah. but there is a well, after after next we have three days of practice saturday tuesday and thursday and then um goes on spring break so yeah. so uh, okay. until then follow susan on twitter at s miller degnan follow me on twitter at db wilson too and we will talk to you guys next week bye bye